Hey everybody, welcome back to the Inverse Podcast. We're going to jump back into the conversation that we started last week. Uh, just a reminder that the content is quite heavy, so so let's uh, jump on in. The Lord, she was coming out of the market, you know, buying some milk, stuff like that. And when she came out, there was this chewing, and then he was pregnant, so she got two bullets and she just died. Hmm. And, you know, these this people that doesn't nothing to do with the whole situation, but it just happened. Yeah. So there was a lot, of, a lot of people that 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 died because the the, the war was so heavy, mm. and the ones who are carrying the guns were un, unexperienced murderers. Yeah, that they just you know. Well, that story you told about the um, the car that had the bullet holes from the floor of yes. the car right up to the roof of the car yes. because they don't know how to use the yeah. Yeah. machine gun that they're holding, and it's yeah. it's literally just brrr. yeah. And yeah, kids. it was. It was uh, I remember another case that that we knew. Um, There's this guy in the park, and they came to kill him. And he was with his wife and his little kid. So when when he saw that these guys were ready, were getting ready to shoot, uh, this guy took his kid and put it right in front of him, thinking they're not gonna, they're not gonna do that. Well, the other guys, they were so much drugged, and and their job was to kill this guy that. They killed the baby. Uh, actually, almost cut him in half because of the bullets, and, and then they killed the man. And you're going like, like uh, this is demonic. I mean, this is madness. Uh, and and you're talking gang members, teenagers, yeah. 18, 19, 15, 16. Yeah, I mean, they, it's, it's, they're not yet tried in an adult no, court. Like, no. it's... That's why they try to use more, a lot of that. Wow. And, uh, and I guess that in the community as well starts to break down the whole thing of these are bad people when you realise that they're just kids. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they just want to be somebody. Yeah. Or maybe earn $50 or $100 yeah. a week. Yeah. New sneakers. And because, because the, the, the thing was that when these kids were doing that, like the 16-year-old, at the beginning it was like a, he was a hero in his neighborhood because he was an, a, a sicario. Mm. And then he bought a nice watch and then, he, yeah. you know, he bought better clothes. So the younger kids look at them and said, oh, I would like to This is that. something I can... It's so easy. Yeah. You don't have to go to school. You don't have to work for a year. Yeah. But they don't even have a clue... Wow. Of the price they're gonna pay, sometimes uh, they would die. Actually, in Juarez, uh, in in those years, the expectancy of these kids who were in gangs it was two years. That's the, that was the life expectancy, two years. Mm. And a lot of them knew that they were gonna die in two years. How did it affect like school? Like, there must have been whole high schools where oh, kids just uh, went missing. Of course, yeah. We when we went out to ministry to any place we could. I remember we went to the school. We, we, we found out the school where more dads were being killed. Now, you have to understand that, that most of the people they were killing, there were people involved in mm. drug trafficking. But as I said, a lot of innocent people die, die mm. around them. So we went to this school and, uh, and uh, we disguised ourselves as, as clowns and whatever, mm. and just to make them happy and talk That's about amazing. life and stuff yeah. like that. We gave them gifts and and talk about, you know, 
the brighter side of life and all that. Yeah. But we talked to this teacher, and he was telling us that that in his classroom, about twelve kids didn't stop going to school because they killed wow. their parents. And 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 this teacher told us the first time that that they killed somebody, uh, someone's dad. Dad, uh, he said the kid didn't come to school, and the other kids kind of didn't notice. Right? They missed that the student, but they didn't ask questions. Well, three, four days later, there's another one that is not coming, mm. and then they start asking questions. And then all of a sudden, you know, word of mouth. Well, they killed their mom, they killed their dad, and then another one, and mm. then another one. Mm. And then this teacher was saying it got to a place where where these kids were so uh, afraid. And 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 uh, and so freaked out because they would talk to each other and say, "Have they they, they haven't killed your dad? Mm. When are they going to kill their dad? I don't know. When are they kill yours? I don't know." Mm. Because they had kind of this expectancy that it was their turn. Wow. So the morale of the room was down. Yeah. Uh, his, his, this teacher said, as much as I tried to teach them whatever, mathematics or arithmetic or reading or whatever, they would just, their mind would be. Mm. And then it was in the news every single day. Yeah. And, and it was, it was, it was, uh, it, it, it was madness. It, it was, uh, I mean, you, you can, you can, you could feel it and you can touch it. Yeah. The, the hopelessness in the, of the whole city, mm. the schools, the teachers, the, the, in the neighborhoods, I mean, and that's what they don't talk about. Pastorally, how do you respond to that kind of demonic? Like when it's that obvious when... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are you ready? Okay. Rock and roll. Can I give you something to drink? Oh, fine. Sure. I'm, I'm still going. Okay. <laughs> Apple toaster? No, no. no. I'll, I'll, maybe later, thank you. Mm. Um, Poncho, I, I want to ask, how does it change the way you read the Bible when you read it in that context? What different questions are you asking? What what things are you coming to the text? Yes. Well, for sure, <laughs> uh, when we were living that period in our lives, uh, and and you pray and you pray and nothing happens. Things get worse. Yeah. Just, just we started kind of relating ourselves to the people of Israel when they were, you know, uh, persecuted and they stole their food and they mm. raped their women and all that. Which I, I'm not comparing that. But but you start kind of thinking, uh, wow. And uh, what did they feel? Yeah. And then when when you read about the Bible, how they cry out to God. Yes. To me, uh, that came alive in a very difficult way that mm. that I would understand it well. Well, I would read it mm. uh, because we were in that situation, and uh, and then the second part is that you start questioning. We didn't question God, but we started questioning, where is He? <laughs> mm. Where is God when the, all this is happening? Mm. Uh, we were praying, we were we were desperate, and mm. we we didn't see in our own physical eyes, uh, God's response. And particularly so, after you've had this miraculous thing happen with the prison, mm-hmm. such good news, yes. this, this incredible like Lazarus kind of yes. moment in, in your city, mm-hmm. and you have a, a word that what has happened in the prisons is going to happen for your city, 
And it seems the opposite happens. Yes. It seems yes. that things get pastorally. How, how do you handle that? Well, you... that? That's the interesting part because you know that something's going to happen, but every day it's not happening. Mm. So at the same time that you have faith, on the other side, you're questioning. Mm. You're questioning why it's not happening now. And, or, and, and not only that, but... But uh, when we had this violent, uh, violence, the president of Mexico sent 12,000 troops, four to 6,000 federal police, and uh, it got worse. So who do you go and who, who, who can change this? Yeah. I remember a, a group of business people that called me to give, ask for my advice, because this is these very wealthy people, and they were, they were saying, we're going to hire uh, some mercenaries from Israel so they can come and kill all these people. And, they, and they, they asked me for a meeting, and they had kind of a secret meeting. And they said, so what do you think? And, and, and I said, you cannot become them. Mm-hmm. Because then what would be the difference? Mm-hmm. They kill each other for drugs, you're killing each other. You're going to hire somebody to kill somebody because of the violence? And I, and I told them, how are you going to sleep? Because this is, these are good people. I mean, yeah. This is not... So, but desperate so, people. But but that was the situation. Yeah. People it, living in fear. It, people it, are sick of going to funerals. People who are fearing yeah. for their children. People who uh, have lost family members and people who are like, we've got to do something. And the, the and the, the issue is the hopelessness. Yes. Because the army couldn't solve it. The yeah. federal police couldn't solve it. The state government couldn't do it. The, yeah. the local government cannot do it. Now we take we need to take justice in our own hands and. Do something about it, and I would add that maybe they would think, and God, he's not God, to God's not doing anything. I mean, he's so even though like you can't drive out Satan with Satan, God hasn't come yeah. through, and people are desperate and want to try something. So that's when we had we had to go back to the Bible mm. and really question ourselves: mm. is, is is what the Bible say is true? I mean, mm. we were not questioning the authenticity of the Bible, but we were what we were, were questioning was. How does it work? Yeah. Because the evidence is not there. Yeah. And, uh, of course, later when we saw the miracle, we saw, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible is always true. And, and, and that's, that's where we find out when you're talking about the Word of God and, and, and when we don't see what we need to see. That's where we found out that we were the main obstacle for the Bible to become a reality. <laughs> <laughs> You mean the church? The church, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that, that was pretty hard because uh, because the way I, the way I understand it is, is that the Bible gives us a lot of promises and and uh, and a lot of uh, uh, victory in Jesus, but I, it, it it is tied up in who we are mm. and what is our role as a church, mm. and uh, that's where we we found out that we have to repent and we have to. Understand that that we are the ones who who are more guilty than anybody, yeah. because he gave us the ministry of reconciliation. He gave us the authority to disciple the nation. He gave us the Holy Spirit. He gave us His Word. He gave us His presence, and we were so much uh, entertained uh, in our own ministries mm. that we forgot about the city. Mm. And uh, I think it's very easy for people in safe situations to talk about loving their enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Very easy uh, to, to talk about the, the witness of the martyrs. 
But when your experience is that you can't share with your children mm-hmm. why they can't go out because you don't want to put an unfair psychological burden on them that mm-hmm. their father has a hit out on them because mm-hmm. of your faithfulness in the yes. city, um, that that must change the way that you see, like to meet with these rich people, good people who are willing to hire mercenaries, mercenaries to, to kill young people. Like we quote things like our f- battle is not against flesh and blood. And then when your city becomes a war zone and more people are dying in your city than died mm-hmm. in Vietnam, like that's a very difficult place. Yes. Would you tell the story of um, how, what question God asked of you in terms of the Sicarios and uh, adoption and that whole journey? Yes. We, we reach out to everybody we could. Uh, Which churches say all the time, right? Everybody's <laughs> welcome. Jesus loves everyone. Yeah, Every, that's, but, <laughs> when things are okay, that's no problem. <laughs> that's no problem. But in, in your situation, like... Um, yes. Because opening the doors to sicarius to your congregation, it, 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 at that time, was deadly. Yeah. Somebody can die. Yeah. There was one... one I, I, I don't think he was a sicario. He was a drug dealer mm. that he came to the Lord... And then about four or five months later, he decided to marry. And the, the exact day that of his wedding, I mean, he was maybe a four or five-year-old Christian. Mm. The old life was gone. When he was getting married, the same day that he came into the building, to the church to be married, the opposite cartel came in, inside of the building, of the church, and they killed him right there. So you never knew. And just opened fire on whoever oh, yeah. was there. They opened fire on him and whoever was Close to him. And he had left the drug dealing life behind, yeah. all that stuff behind, yeah. born again, new life, yes, getting yes, married. Yes, yes. And the church who's celebrating the wedding, people are dead because one yeah. of their members has that in their background. Yes. Yeah. So nobody, they, nobody knew. So to, oh, so no one even knew that was no, his, in his background. No. So to reach out to... Sicarios is literally to it's put your life thing. on the line. Yeah. 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 Um, you don't have control of, on that because these people are keeping killing each other and somebody's going to have to try to get vengeance. And, and, and in Juarez, they didn't care where. Mm. It was in church buildings, hotels, hospitals, in your hospitals. homes. Oh, yeah, in your own home, uh, in parks, in the movie theater, restaurants. Any place. Yeah. And so every, you just walk day. around your city in fear. Oh, definitely. And everybody's traumatized. Oh, yeah. Everybody got out of work and everybody ran to their homes, closed the windows, closed everything, and nobody would go out. You, you could go to restaurants, empty. The movie theaters had to close down because nobody would go to movies wow. after 6 o'clock. Just like that. Uh, wow. Nobody in the parks. The, the city basically was dying. Mm. I mean, I, I remember because we would go out because that was the call. Uh, what we, that's what we understood we needed to do. And I remember driving at 12 at midnight in, uh, in a very busy street. And I could see as far as I can see in the front, not one car. As far as I can see in the back, not one car. Just just deserted. Uh, Poncho, you say so casually because that's our call. 
I know so many people who come up with so many excuses not to do the things that God oh, asks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why we that's why we had to face scripture in a different way. Yeah. Because we understood what uh what putting your life on, on the, the line for for Christ. Mm. Uh before that experience uh we didn't know what we were believing. <laughs> right. Wow. Because uh we were in that situation. When we were hanging out the other day, you told me the story of a young guy that went to jail and while in jail, um, his cellmate, um, uh, they came to Christ. He returned to the mm. life in the cartels. Would you tell, would you share that story um, and uh, about having a heart for these carriers and what it looked like yes. and what it cost your congregation? Yes, uh, when we were living uh, all these experiences that I'm, I'm telling you, and we reached out to everyone except sicarios because uh, you you don't these people don't have a face, yeah. don't have an address, don't have a name. You only see the result of what they do. Uh, a lot of them are professionals and they're trained, mm. and uh, and and uh, you don't know. So, so, so. We said we need to reach out to Sikara. We need to love them. We need to, to bless them. Uh, we need to forgive them, even though we don't know where they are. And, uh, and, and uh, that's why on, on a Sunday we talk about this at church. And, uh, and I said, let's, let's pray right now. Let's bless Sicarius. Let's, let's ask the Lord to help us find them. Concha, uh, did some people just walk out? Or if people are going to your church, they, they know. <laughs> this brother takes it seriously. <laughs> this love for your enemies things isn't just a sermon for him. It happened gradually. It right. happened gradually, and, and the Lord started giving us conviction. Right. Because he, he was preparing us for a for As a, a community. As a community. Yeah. And we got to a place where, where we saw it so clear that, that if you believe in the gospel, you cannot stay home. You cannot... Wow. Get under the table and forget about what's going outside. Wow. You have to do something. And, and uh, at least you can go and bring hope to whoever is suffering. Mm. Uh, so we talked that about cicadas, but, but we were not expecting to. We, we didn't know what to expect. Yeah. But, but that, that wasn't our problem. That was the Holy Spirit problem. <laughs> 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 our challenge is to love people, right? Yeah. Love sinners, love the enemy. The Holy Spirit is the one who's in charge of what's going to happen. Yeah. So we learned a lesson too. Sometimes we don't do a lot of things because we don't know the how, but we need to know the what. Yes. That's our responsibility. The how is the Holy Spirit responsibility. <laughs> yeah. So so we we learned that. So so this is a Sunday. So I'm sharing this to the people, and 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 everybody's going like, okay, let's let's do that. And and people were praying. People were saying, we bless the sicarius. We. We, we bless them. We, we ask you, Lord, to bring somebody to them so they can know you and, and we don't condemn them, even though we don't agree with what they're doing, but you die for them too and, wow. and, uh, and all that. So, so Wednesday, Arturo, a member of the congregation, he calls me. Arturo was, was, was one of the most wanted in the area because of all of the marijuana he crossed over to the United States. Mm. And um, they, they finally they caught him. And they sent him to prison. And while he was in prison, somebody preached the gospel to him, and he became a believer. Mm. So, so he was born again in the prison. And while, while he was there, the Lord gave him a word to reach out for the meanest guy 
in the prison. Wow. So he decided to do that. In order to get to this guy, he had to receive some abuse and, you know, because you don't, you don't make an appointment and they say, yes, you have to sure. kind of fight your way up there. So when he gets and meet this guy, he preaches the gospel to him and he gives his life to the Lord. So both of them wow. are staying in prison for five years and, and Arturo is discipling this, this guy. Well, it happened that after five years, both of them got out at the same time. Hmm. Arturo came back to Juarez and that's when we met him. He became a part of the congregation. We helped him and he started his own business. Hmm. And uh, as his principal, he said, I'm not going to hire anybody else unless they have a criminal record. <laughs> Amazing. So That's he's, incredible. He's, he's very discriminatory. Yeah. <laughs> In a kingdom first. This, yes. We last, last, yes. we first kind of way. So, yeah. so you go to his business, everybody's tattooed and, yeah. you know, and, and everybody has a record. <laughs> so, but, but that's what he does. And, yeah. uh, and the other guy that came out, he went back to the cartel and he became the head of 80 sicarios. Mm. So he, his job was trained 80 sicarios and send 80 murderers to kill people. That was his job. And uh, so when we were praying, Arturo, this is Sunday, Arturo on Monday, he's praying. And then the Lord, the Lord reveals, he hasn't seen him in years. So the Lord reveals him where he's at, which, which city he's at. Mm. And, uh, and Arturo, uh, he's a strong believer and, and he's just that kind of person that obeys God. So, so the next day he takes the car and drives about three, four hours to this town and uh, to find this man. Mm. Uh, when he gets to this town, um, you don't, he didn't know how to get to him. But again, what we have taught uh, to the people is that we need to, to know the what, the how, the Holy Spirit responsibility. So the what was go to this town and look for him. The how, only the Holy Spirit knows how to do it. This, so, is, this is like in Acts where we're like, yeah. we're just going to head that yeah, direction. Because that's what God said. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, in, 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 in Luke 10, hmm. when the Lord sent the 70, mm -hmm. and, and we learned this principle from, from Luke 10, because the Lord says, I'm going to send you to the cities and towns where I'm going to go. Yeah. That makes a lot of difference. Wow. Because we need to go where he is He's going. Is going. Yeah. I said, uh, and a lot of times I was in different places that God didn't send me because he wasn't going there. He was just waiting for me at another Yeah, place. wow. And I went the other way because that's what we do every year. Huh. Like the, the, the program that we have at, at the congregation, right? Next huh. year we're going to do this in January, this in March. And, and we come up with our plan and we never ask God, where are you going? Where are you sending us before? Yeah. So, so we, we, we learned that principle. So, so if God says, you know, I'm, I'm going to go to this place and I'm going to send you before that, we go. Mm. And if he's there, because that's what he said, he's going to let us know what's the next step. But this guy, all he's got is the name of the city. Yeah. <laughs> so, so he goes and, and you cannot get to the city with the, with the drug lord over the city and ask for his name. <laughs> You cannot go to Colombia and say, can you take me to Pablo Escobar's house? <laughs> as soon as they know, they kill you. Yeah. That period. I mean, if you're not, if you're not within them and you're asking for them, they, they kill you. So what? He just shows so, up so he and shows does up what? And, and, and he's driving. So he says, when I got to the city, he says, I stopped and I said, God, okay, what's the next step? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so the Lord tells him, turn around. 
you're going to see a man coming, so ask him. He'll take you. So Arturo goes around, and this guy is crossing the street. He's on his car, and uh, so he's coming. He's crossing the street, so he lowers the window. window. Yeah. And then he calls him, and he said, hey, listen, I'm looking for for so-and-so. And, uh, and this guy immediately recognizes the name. He takes two steps back, and he, he kind of sounds very aggressive. He said, what do you want him for? And then Arturo says, he was telling me this back forth and said, what did you say? Yeah. I said, well, I said, what God did. What, what? He said, Jesus sent me to look for him because we, we, I met him in prison. He gave his life to the Lord, and Jesus wants to tell him that he loves him. Wow. So he tells this to this guy just like that. <laughs> 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 well, if you're going to die, you may as simple. well die. Yeah. Talk about the Doing Lord. Yeah, will, right? That's right. So the guy, when he hears that, the guy takes two steps towards the car, and, and he says, uh, you know what, I'll take you where he is. He's my brother. He's my brother. Yeah. <laughs> the guy walking across yeah, the road the happens to be his brother. His brother. <laughs> wow. So he says, I'll take you where he is, but if he doesn't recognize you, or you trying something else, you're dead. Yeah. Period. Yeah. So, uh, so Arturo said, no, no problem. Uh, so this guy goes, takes his car, and then he follows him. And uh, you don't go to a Sicaro's house or a, what they call security homes mm-hmm. because you don't know where these places are. Mm-hmm. Um, they have found more than 12 in Juarez. And what these people do is um, they, these, these, these people go to a nice neighborhood and they, they paid a couple with a maybe 30-something, 37, 38 years old with two or three children. So they give them money to go and, and rent a house and become good neighbors. So you're living in your house and there's somebody that moves in and they, you know who they are. You know, a young couple, very mm. nice. The children go to school. They, 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 they are paid to water the lawn and say hi to the, to the neighbors. Mm. And that. But that's just the... The fachada, right? At night, the sicarios come, and then they study who lives there, and then they kidnap. They would kidnap somebody wow. and put him in that house. And then they would start sending, you know, the messages to the family. Uh, in Juarez, if you didn't pay, uh, they would send you one of the fingers of the ear of the, of the relative. And if you didn't pay, then they would kill them. And they would bury that person in, that, in, the, in the yard of that house. And they would look for another one. Oh my God. Once they did that for maybe 10 people, uh, they moved to another neighborhood, do the same thing with another couple. So the police doesn't know, the neighbors don't know, nobody knows. It's very wow. difficult to know. Sometimes the only one they know is the other cartel. <laughs> they know because they do the same thing. So, so, so in, in Juarez, they have found uh, about 12 homes that when they leave the home, somebody comes and rents the house. Mm. And maybe they want to put a tree in the backyard or whatever, and they start digging. All of a sudden, they found a body. They call the police, and they dig, and they found 10, 12 bodies buried. Wow. And then when they go, okay, this was a security home. Too late. People are already gone. Yeah. And the couple that they hired. Gone. Gone. Wow. So, so you don't get to this house and, and they call it security hunt because of that, but not only because of that, because they, they fortify the, the perimeter, mm. they, put, uh, they, they cover the window so they can shoot if the police come and, mm. and they, they have a way to escape. I mean, they, 
they do the whole thing. So the um, have you seen the film Sicario? Yeah, yeah. So that opening scene is actually that's yeah. a security house. Yeah, like the bodies they find and then yes, it yeah. blows up. That's that's, that's, that's come out of Juarez. Yeah, that's that's actually realistic. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. So can you imagine? So so a lot of people are missing, and then they mm. find places like that. They go to the you know DNA and all that, and they found out oh that was my dad or my sister or, or stuff like that after a year, eight months or. Or who knows how many much wow. time. So you you cannot go to the these houses just like that. But so where do they take him? Well, well, but but if the brother takes you, <laughs> he knows where the house is. And as you know, as, when you get to the house, they won't they won't shoot you because you're, you're with the brother. Wow. So it's it, it's God all the time, right? Uh, so he goes to this house, and, and the, the, the brother of the sicario gets to the house. He knocks on the door. The first guard comes in. And, of course, he recognizes him. He says, oh, what's, what's going on? Says, well, I have this guy that wants to talk to my brother. Okay, wait a second. And then the second guard comes and comes in. I mean, these guys don't open the door. There's yeah. a whole structure. So the second guy comes in, and then he checks the whole thing. Are you sure he's okay? Yeah, no problem. This and that. And then the brother came to the door. And uh, that's when Arturo, the, the, the brother of the sicario, uh, tells him, you know, this guy wants to talk to you because he says he met you in prison. Mm. Now, it's been a while that, that they've been out of prison. So um, Arturo tells me that when he started talking about it, uh, about the whole thing, he, he, he wasn't remembering very well. Oh, my goodness. Until finally he, he did. And sicario, and, and Arturo was so nervous. He said, I was praying. <laughs> I was praying so hard. <laughs> so finally he said, yeah, yeah, I remember you. So they talk about, you know, when they met and all that. And then Arturo, because that's what we teach, we bless, we don't condemn. Arturo didn't give him a hard time. You know, I've been, mm. I disappeared you for five years and look, look what you're doing. You're a, you're a sinner, you're going to hell. No, he only, <laughs> said, he only said, you know what? I just came to tell you that Jesus loves you. Wow. He's waiting for with his, arm, oh, his arms open to hug you. Mm. And then this guy says to Arturo, did you come all the way from Juarez to... Tell me this. Yes, Jesus loves you. He's waiting for you. Said, did you risk your life to look for me and and just to tell me this? Yes, Jesus loves you. And uh, and we have trained our people not, you know, our job is not to try to convince people mm. to to argue with them. Uh, we just have to tell them just that and to pray for them. Yeah. So Arturo says, listen, I just came to tell you that. And uh, and I, I I would like to ask if I can pray for you. Wow. So this guy says, you know what? No, because uh, I'm working with eight of my guys. So he he and, and he said I'm busy. So he was actually planning eight more assassinations because uh, he's working with sicarios, right? Wow. And uh, so Arturo says, okay, because that that's what we have learned. Uh, we just need to do what Jesus asks us to do. Mm. We, we don't have to manipulate things and try mm. to... It's just, just that. And, and, and then that's when you see, I believe, that's when you see the Holy Spirit do amazing things. Mm. Uh, so I do say, okay, that's fine. But, but then the guy says, no, 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 let's... Let, okay, let's pray, but let's pray in the corner because I don't want you to come in. So Arturo said, that's fine. He, so, he doesn't so. want the, the Sicarios to see him yeah. praying. It's, it's bad for your reputation. Yeah, it's bad for your yeah. reputation. Yeah. You know, nobody can be above you, right? Mm. Uh, 
So they go to the corner, and as Artur is putting his hands on, on his shoulder, mm. all of a sudden two cars come flying. They, uh, actually, they, they pass behind them. Arturo told me, when I was going to pray for him, we saw the cars coming uh, on our backs, and they, they stopped very abruptly before the, the, the security home, and then about four or five guys came in, they got, got in, and they killed the eight and, and the other guys who were inside. Oh, my goodness. So the Zuccari knows exactly what's going on, and he, he realizes that Jesus saved his life by the second. That's when, when you think about it, um, Sunday, we talk about blessing Sicarius and all that. Mm. Monday, Arturo is praying. Tuesday, he drives. He finds his brother. He falls into his house. This thing happened. And then the others one get killed. So who can organize something like that? Yeah. Just the Holy Spirit. Wow. That, and, and that's what, what, one, one of the things we were learning, that we just need to be obedient. That's it. He's, he, he's responsible for taking care of the rest. So, so when this happened, this guy comes into his knees, and then he repents, wow. and then he decides to get out of the traffic and then on the, on the, on the business of being a Sicario and all of that. So, uh, so, How do you get out of being a Sicario, though? Well, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you're high in that, at that level, yeah. the, the protocol of that cartel is that, and that's what he did, he went to his boss, and the, and the protocol in that cartel is when, when, uh, when you're going to go out, it, 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 it's a time when you decide, that's it, that's it for me, I'm done. But, but I made a, a vow. Mm. Uh, I made a, 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 a covenant. And I know that I can be out alive. Mm. So what they do in this, in this cartel, the protocol is that they, they take the favorite weapon, they give it to his boss. And Yapa's giving it to him, that means kill me with my own gun. Because wow. I'm a man of my word. Just like that. Wow. And, uh, and he did that, and his boss uh, took the gun, and, and he knew immediately what was going on. Sure. So he said, don't make me do this with friends. And then this guy would say, halele, halele, in Spanish means just pull the trigger. And, uh, and he said, wait a minute, uh, don't make me do this. We, you, you're my buddy. He says, halele. Pull the trigger. And he says, what's going on? Yesterday we were talking about the business, as they say, and now you're leaving out. What's going on? He says, yes, you know, hallelujah. Oh. Just pull the trigger. And uh, finally, uh, this guy uh, asks the Sicario, and the Sicario tells him the whole story. You know, I was in prison. I gave my life to Jesus. Then I came back here, and then I, and I, I cannot take it anymore. Just God just saved my life by a second. And I'm not willing to do it. So the best thing for me is to not even be in a position where I even can think about doing what I'm doing. And because I'm a man of my word, do it. Wow. So he was scared of when he was in jail, he gave his life to the Lord. Yes. And yet he went back to... Yeah. Later, when, when I was talking to him, he said, I said, why were you so eager to die? He said, well... I didn't want to put my life in a situation where I would betray my Lord again. Wow. I would prefer to be dead than, than, than sin or, or even think about going back. Mm. And that's what, that's, that's, I mean, I mean you, you learn so much because uh, we can see, uh, 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 we can think about a sicario as a demonized person. Mm. But this guy is, uh, 
they're men of, word, of their word, and they understand. Mm-hmm. They understand what, what, what dying for one another means. They understand wow. what... They, I mean, they, he knew that he, uh, he, 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 he didn't kept his word with Jesus, and he said, I'm not willing to risk one day uh, more in my life betraying Jesus, so I prefer to die. So, uh, so this was Tuesday, right, or this Wednesday? Well, I guess this 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 I, this, this happened between uh, between Wednesday and Sunday, because we knew about this later, right? Um, but that's that's what happened. Yeah. So 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 when when he when he was on his knees in the middle of the street, he's, he he asked Arturo, "I want to go to church." So Arturo is on the phone telling me all this, right? <laughs> and I'm going like, like, wow, that's amazing. We hallelujah. serve Almighty God. Yeah, yeah hallelujah. <laughs> we got one, we got the first one, and it's a big one. <laughs> and then Arturo would say, yeah, Pastor, but we have a problem. I said, no, we don't have a problem. This is great. This is praise be to God. I said, Pastor, we have a problem. No, we don't have a problem. And then he says, Pastor, he wants to come to church on Sunday. And then I go, we have a problem. <laughs> Because this yeah, is back to that whole thing about yeah. this puts everybody in danger. Yeah, especially a guy like this. Yeah, as the head of ADC Caros, imagine how, how many uh, how many lives he was responsible for killing. Wow. And and the the other cartel would love to kill this guy. So when this guy gave up his weapons and came to the Lord, and back to the Lord, he he didn't have any bodyguards. He didn't have the protection of the cartel. He was just by himself. He was just a little bunny <laughs> running in the wow. streets. So, so, so I was thinking. Yeah, what do you say on Sunday? I'm like, sorry? what do you say on Sunday? What, what do you tell the congregation? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, the, first of all, I, I, I said no. This this cannot happen because I'm not going to be responsible for. It. Yeah. For for this guy to come to the congregation and then they can come and kill him and who knows how many bullets are going to be flying and yeah and who can be killed my wife can be killed my children my grandchildren anybody so i so i said no tell him to wait uh we're gonna have to find another way to to help him so i go back to the lord and i said lord what should we do uh it is your church uh but it's too dangerous, and, and so I started, you know, mm-hmm. as we do, starting to explain in the Lord what He already knows. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> it's therapeutic. Yeah. <laughs> so I tell him, and I'm, and I'm just, you know, crying at my heart and, and, and giving him reasons, reasons why not to do it and all that. And then the Lord again, He asked me one more question. So He says, Poncho, did I close the doors of my church when you came to me? Oh. And I'm going, no, uh, you accept me and nobody uh, even questioned about that. But immediately I said, Lord, but I, I wasn't a sicari, I wasn't killing people. I, 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 if I came to the church, I, I didn't put anybody in danger. Mm-hmm. So the next question that the Lord asked me, and he says, and what do you think you're better than him? Oh, wow. And to me it was like, oh, man, uh, uh, because it was true. Mm. I was thinking that I was a better believer or very better born again sinner. <laughs> Killed somebody, and this guy was worse. And, yeah. uh, 
So then the Lord tells me, Poncho, I'm building my church. And in my church, brother is willing to die for his brother. And all of a sudden, I'm starting to think, we're not that kind of church. We, 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 we are so far still to, to, to grow and, and get there. And, his, and, and then he told me, I'm building a church where nobody would even criticize his brother. Mm. And then he's telling me, I'm building a church where everybody loves each other to death. And, uh, and then he started literally. Thinking, I'm sorry? <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. And, and because, you know, the situation was like that. Yeah. And uh, so, he, so, so then the Lord told me, I remember very clearly, because he said, um, how many times have you preached on the verse that said that for you to live is Christ and to die is gain? gain. And then all of a sudden I, I, I had to repent because I said, yeah, that's right. I preached that and I didn't believe it. Mm. And I'm the pastor. I'm supposed to mm. be spiritual on that. And I was a fake. Mm. Because now that the situation is there, I'm not trusting the word of God. Wow. So it, 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 it was very difficult because uh, all of a sudden you find out that, you know, we learn so much and, and uh, we think we have it all together. And... Uh, if God just takes one second to just kind of uh, open a little bit our eyes, we all can see that we 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 need a lot. We need a lot of, of grace and humility, and, mm. and understand that that we're just servants. And as and as the Bible says, if we do what we're supposed to do, we just <laughs> yeah, we're just nobody, right? Mm. So so then the Lord told me, you know. If, if for you to die is gain, then what, 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 what are you defending? What are you covering? What are, what, are, what are you protecting? Your life? Didn't we understood that you gave your life to me? Mm. So you, you don't have a life. <laughs> your life is in me and it's for me because I am your God. Uh, so again, I had to repent and say, I never, never went that deep, mm. uh, understanding that my life is his. Now, when we sing on Sunday, we, we say all that, right? <laughs> <laughs> we raise our hands and we... <laughs> your life, it's easy to sing. My life is yours. Take me, take me, whatever you want to go. <laughs> Just a song. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that, that we're willing to do it, right? Yeah. Uh, so at the end, the Lord said, you're going to receive him. And if you die, you die. And what do you have to lose? Nothing. I already gave you eternal life. So what are, you, what are we talking about? So it was like, like, like uh, having right in front of you the worth of living, the worth of dying. Everything changes if it is in, in Christ Jesus. Huh. So, so he said, you're going to receive him if you die, if your wife dies, your grandchildren or anybody. That's my responsibility. That's uh -huh. not yours. Your responsibility to love your brother. And to death. Wow. Uh, I remember so clearly being 18 years old and my friend Ashley mm -hmm. um, and sharing the gospel with her and she says, that's fine for you, but are you going to risk your kid's life as well to follow this stuff through? Yeah. And that was the real stumbling block. Yes, the, yes, yes. Okay, you've made a decision, but how about... So what did you tell your... Congregation, what, what so, is it? So the next Sunday I told them and I said, uh, I share a lot of this. I didn't share a lot of specifics because it was dangerous, but I said, he's coming. 
and uh, our life is going to be at risk. Mm. So if you if you feel you have the faith and the grace to still be part of this congregation, uh, you make a decision. If not, you can go to any other congregation of the city. Let me know. I introduce you to, to the pastor. They're my friends, and, and that's fine. And and you can stop coming here uh, without condemnation mm. because God would not ask you to do anything about the faith and the grace that he has given you. Mm. So be sure that at one time he's going to do that. Yeah. And be ready for that. But if it not, this is not the time, that's fine. So he's going to be here next Sunday or the other one, and uh, something can happen, and it happens. It happens because uh, God is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Mm. So I said, so pray about it, and we'll see you or we don't see you next Sunday. Mm. And I remember that, that at the end of the meeting, uh, we usually stay for an hour, you know, chatting and, yeah. and having fun. That that day, nobody spoke to anybody. <laughs> Everybody went home. afterwards. <laughs> Everybody went home very quietly. No one wants donuts afterwards. Everybody <laughs> no. goes. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the next Sunday, uh, I didn't sleep. It was Saturday night, and I didn't sleep. I was thinking, praying, praying, praying. And, you know what's going to happen? Uh, it, it wasn't very very feasible that it would happen that Sunday, but. Yeah. As soon as these people knew. Yeah. I mean, because they were gonna know. Uh, so, um, so we prayed. We I didn't sleep. We come to Sunday morning. We prayed. The pastor. We prayed, and, and and we opened the doors. And 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 I honestly, I was thinking, sixty percent of the congregation is not coming. Mm. And as I said, the reason I said that is not because I didn't have faith in the, in the people. It was because I wouldn't have gone. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> because the pastor can be as convinced that he can. But just because he's telling me, yeah. uh, I'm going to put at risk my wife, my children, or whatever. Uh, so I, I, I just didn't think that. Mm. And, it, and it was an amazing day because we opened the door. And, and uh, I remember the, the first... Uh, the first couple that came in, he was a, a 30-something-year-old couple and with a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And they come and they just sit down. And I'm looking at them and I'm going like, Lord, I don't deserve to pastor these people because uh, their faith is greater than mine. Mm. I mean, I have this experience with God, and, and uh, but these people, and I tried to think, what were they talking Saturday night? You know, yeah. the husband talking to the wife, the wife to the husband, what should we do? Should we go? Yeah. What if one of our kids gets a bullet? What if you or I? Or, and I, I don't know what happened. I don't know what they talked about, but, but they were there. And then another old lady, remember, we, he came with her cane and he sat down. And then another one. Another one. That Sunday never, no, no one uh, stopped coming wow. to the service. Everybody was there. And I, I just cried. I, I, I said, I don't deserve to pastor these people. Uh, uh, it was a great lesson from God. Uh, and not only that Sunday, but the next and the next and the next and the next. And it's funny because some people leave because somebody didn't say hi. Or because, you know, <laughs> some stupidity. Yeah. And now we live in this situation and, and that was a good reason not to come. Mm. But the, all of them were there. Uh, it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Sicario came, and then he started bringing his friends, and all of a sudden we have dozens of Sicario on a Sunday service. Wow. A lot of people didn't know who they were. Some yeah. of them, they were obvious, you know, 
uh, started baptizing them in water. And uh, it, the word spread around in the city that if you're a sicari and you want to leave what you're doing, that's the place to go. Wow. Uh, so. Have there been any reprisals? Any what? Reprisals? Like, have any of them. Not that we know of. Wow. Got to spare us. Uh, but that, again, that's another thing. Once you're willing, I think God, <laughs> God does things that. Poncho, uh, in preparing to interview you, I, mm-hmm. uh, I found this quote mm-hmm. that um, uh, I just found absolutely incredible from a former state attorney general oh, okay. who was talking about your ministry and the kind of impact that it's had mm-hmm. in the city. And to quote him directly, homicides have decreased by 80%. Kidnappings have been eliminated by 100%. Yes. And extortions are down by 90% in the what was the murder capital of the world. Yes, yes. A miracle. <laughs> it's extraordinary. It's like a miracle. it's um uh since we spent time earlier in the week each night this is what's brought me to tears and prayer. Mm-hmm. Like I mm-hmm. I just feel so convicted yeah um i've never done an interview where we've spent less time actually in a bible passage and Mm -hmm. yet i feel like we've been reading the next chapter of the book of acts (laughs) like it's it it feels yes for and thank you for being so generous with your your time and i should probably allow you to go to sleep (laughs) since everybody else in the house has quietly been creeping around and brushing teeth and (laughs) taking vitamins and preparing for bed but finally for those who are seeking to read the bible in ways that do Mm -hmm. turn our world upside down what wisdom would you offer them I, i would say no matter the circumstances as awkward as it can look like, as uh, impossible they can look like, if you keep the faith, you're going to see it happen. The mm. Bible is the true word of God mm. uh, in his time. Mm. And when he has designed to do it, we just need to keep the faith. And even if we doubt, mm. tell him. Yeah. <laughs> tell him. He knows yeah. his... his uh, he knows what's going on in our yeah. hearts, but but the Bible once again uh, is the true word of God. Mm. The way that you have loved your city, the way that you have been true to loving your enemies, thank you. Like no. it, it's it's the most um, uh, your humility um, uh, it's deeply moving. So mm-hmm. thank you, brother. No. You're welcome. <laughs> Did you want to share at all in terms of uh, what you're currently feeling God stir you around as as we wrap up? Mm-hmm. Well, it's, when when you get out of your own story mm. and you, by faith, try to get to His story, uh, amazing things happens uh, without you even praying for it or even planning it. 
one of the things that just just happened is that that the the all this the eldest sons of the two uh, cocktails for the of the century, the most uh, violent and the most famous, uh, the two eldest sons who could have been right now the leaders of these cartels, mm. and we would be killing each other. We would be reading reading the news. Both of them, in their own separate way, decided not to follow their their parents' uh, footsteps. And, uh, Including and, Pablo Escobar's son. Yeah, mm. we're talking about Pablo Escobar's son and and uh, and, uh, and uh, Guillermo uh, Rodriguez Orejuela's son, mm. which is the leader of the Cali cartel. The two cartels that are responsible for thousands of murders and, and thousands of drug addicts in in the United States and yeah. all over the world. Well, they had, they called me and they asked me if I could help them get together and reconcile to one another and send a message to the world that the way to solve all these problems and this madness is not through guns or to vengeance or hate, is through reconciliation, as for forgiveness and start a new, wow. a new life. So we're working on that. Uh, hopefully within a few months, uh, they're going to meet in Juarez, right at the borderline, and, uh, and send a message to the whole world. Wow. And uh, we, we're asking God, and we feel that God wants us to start a, a, a reconciliation movement. Mm. And not only within people who are inside of this kind of life, but any two entities or any two persons or institutions that are in conflict with each other, mm. like maybe a husband and a wife, mm. a political party and another political party, a nation mm. and another nation, a gang against another gang or, or whatever. And uh, I think God wants to use these two yeah. uh, men to show the world that if it happened in that context, it can happen to any 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 other context, and it has to be God. Yeah. So we feel that that that's an open door that it's right there, and uh, and that the whole world is gonna listen to that, mm. and I hope we can build this movement so people can ask for help and then we can help them to mm. uh, restore the last reconciliation and of course the reconciliation starts with God mm. and then to each other which to me it, it's uh, the, the first step to love God and love your neighborhood mm. you need to reconcile yeah uh, so yeah that, that's 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 soon to happen they're all willing uh, and I believe uh, I hope uh, that a lot of people are going to be out of hate and vengeance and, and all that. Mm. Not only within the cartels and the drug trafficking and all that, but even in a marriage. You know, yeah. Or a brother or a sister or yeah. whoever. So, yeah, we're praying for that. Please pray for that because... Uh, of course. We know the what and we're trusting God for the how. For the how. <laughs> That's his responsibility, not ours. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Well, thank you, my friend. Oh, you're welcome. My Mm. pleasure. (laughs) The Inverse Podcast is proudly supported by you, the listener. And if you want to join the revolutionaries who are helping us have conversations about how this ancient text can still turn the world upside down, why don't you head over to patreon.com slash inverse.